Good morning, everyone, or whenever you're listening to this, if you're not with us live, but uh, Talent Advancement podcast here. Um, first one of our fiscal year, our ministry year, so excited to get this kicked off right and spend a little time this morning on focus, and it's around uh, really staying focused on our goals uh, for the year that, um, that we seek the Lord to, to plan and then remaining uh, focused on those um, with laser-like focus. So with that, Amber, would you open us in prayer? Dear Jesus, just thank you for this time together um, with people who love you and want to make you known. I just thank you for this opportunity to work with people that we otherwise might not know because of FCA and um, the way you bring people together in your perfection, Lord. And I just thank you that we get to serve you. Um, I thank you that we get to know you more through this. And I just pray that we can honor you with our time honor you with our unique abilities um, and grow stronger in you and with each other through this time together. And we praise your name for the opportunity to do so in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, my prayer is um, as we pull these together and is that it would really speak to all of us. So we'd learn from our time together. So my prayer is similar this morning that uh, we would all take at least one thing away from this that we can apply uh, going forward. So uh, first is a confession. And that is that, um, by nature, I am not um, detail-oriented. I'm not incredibly focused. I'm actually easily distracted. And uh, I would imagine as a result of that, I can be a distraction uh, to people. I spent the last three days working from home, not being in the office, which was really productive. I have a feeling that maybe others around the office were even more productive as I wasn't here distracting them. Um, that said, I'm also uh, an extrovert and I love being around people. And so that fills me up. So I'm glad to be back in the office. But this time just gave me an opportunity to think about, um, again, that coupled with our ministry year kickoff here, about how can I be really intentional about being focused? And I don't know if any of you, as the description I gave myself, that that resonates with you or not. Um, but it is something that I need to be really intentional about. And so I spent a little time just in God's word and, and seeing what he had to say for us around being focused and around distractions and such. So um, there's a few verses here just to share with you guys that um, um, as a real time thinking here that maybe I need to meditate on a bit more, but uh, a few things here that, that may help ground us. And the first is Proverbs 4.25. Um, let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you, and that's on Christ. And I think if we could similarly apply that to um, some goals that we have for the year, um, the mission that we're on, that we not be deterred, uh, that would allow us to, um, to reap some even bigger rewards for the kingdom. Um, Proverbs 16.3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. So amongst that focus is that we commit that time we commit that energy. Um, we commit uh, where we're headed to God through that and that he will establish uh, those plans and see us through. And then um, Proverbs 2, 2 through 5, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it, um, as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Um, and maybe taking a liberty here, but, you know, and maybe I should have started with this one first, but Lord, 
what plans do you have for us, right? Um, provide us with that wisdom, godly wisdom, that we may uh, prioritize what it is that he wants prioritized for us and then be able to stay focused on that. So for that, I think about goal setting. Um, I think there's a reason that we do it at the beginning of the year, and I won't ask for a show of hands for those that set their goals for the beginning of the year, and maybe the first time they see them after that is when it's time to do the annual uh, review or evaluation. Uh, but rather making sure that we take the opportunity to, um, again, we've talked about post-it notes and what they mean to me. Uh, they become official and they go on my monitor. So do you have those one or two things? Do you have the items uh, that you're going to focus on for the next 30, 60, 90 days um, that you want to make sure you have front and center? And as, we're going to go into some uh, scripture here in a moment on distractions, as those distractions come up, and they will, so as those distractions come up, and they will, can you remain focused on what you um, had prayerfully gone and planned for at the beginning of the year? And so, um, so with that, I think about, okay, distractions. So how are they going to come up, and what does God have to say about that? 1 Corinthians 7.35, I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Um, so, as I said before, I need to be intentional about limiting those distractions, working in an environment that allows me to stay focused on the task at hand, um, which could mean some really just simple things like closing the door. Um, it could be on listening to music, which helps some people focus, and for others it's limiting noise in the background as well. So simple things like that. And it also could be... Um, you know, a distraction from uh, somebody that wants to get some ministry activity spun up that is an FCA ministry. Um, it could bear great fruit. Uh, the question is, is that where God's calling us to focus our time as vocational ministers of the gospel through FCA? Maybe it's on our own time. Otherwise, uh, if God's laid something on your heart. So I just think about, for me, it's limiting those distractions. It may be fasting from something, um, technology, mobile devices, um, television for a period of time that allows us again to stay zeroed in and focused. Uh, and, and you guys have heard all of this before, but this one, First Peter um, 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And we know the enemy uses distraction against us. Um, and I have a particular weakness, again, I think, in that area and making sure that I'm cognizant of that and even some things that feel good, um, that may bear fruit, or we're led to believe that, um, but if they deter us from the goals that we've set forth, again, that we sought him in planning for, they may be just that, distractions. Um, and lastly, James 4, 7, so submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So, I'm gonna make it a point this year to make sure as we set our goals, and as we implement tools and processes across the, the states um, is, that, uh, is that we will stay focused on those and that we will have limited distractions as a result of that, um, whether they're extracurricular or even what we're doing here in the day as a part of that. The other thing I'll add in that um, for me, it's a, it's a true blessing to be in an office where we do have um, the regional office upstate here and also Rochester 
And so I can find myself wanting to help out in certain areas, whether it's a lacrosse ministry, helping Cody Foster out with something because our kids go to school in the area, right? We want to have, uh, you know, a huddle spun up there or even if Dave has something, but it doesn't mean I always should get involved just because we have proximity. So again, back to limiting those distractions. So um, one of the things that I found, and I'm coming off of an awesome small group this morning with four other guys that, that we do, the five of us do life together, um, was really committing um, to two things. Uh, and then we'll, we'll open it here up to, to discussion and questions. And really, I'm looking for guidance, um, and we all should be from one another in areas that we may, um, we may succeed in this and maybe other areas where we may fail and some of those safeguards we put in place uh, as a part of that. So I'll tee that up for you guys to think for a moment about, um, about what works for you and what doesn't. We can share and talk amongst each other. But my, um, there's two things. One is really a commitment to quiet time um, and asking God is during that time, what, is the, what are the things that he wants me to focus on that day and would he provide me the air cover? Because I know I can't do it on my own to, to stay focused. And the second part is just being really intentional about prayer. Uh, if I were to grade myself recently, I'm, I'm not where I want to be uh, in prayer and specifically around uh, staying focused on the task at hand and what we have, um, again, for each of our respective goals. So those are the two areas that, that I want to focus on. Um, so with that, that's what, what I wanted to tee up uh, for this morning here. And I wanted to open it up for any suggestions that people have. And really, I'd ask first, does this resonate with everyone or is everybody already an A++ um, when they tackle their day and, and, and what they have in front of them. So with that, I'll open it up to you guys. Mike. Okay, sorry, Jeff, I was distracted. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think goal setting is extremely important. And, uh, and uh, you know, I learned early on, if you don't set goals, you never attain them. And so I, I am a, I, I set goals on a regular basis, update them, you know, I know we've been going through a lot of that here in our planning, but I even set daily goals. And, um, you know, what am I going to try to achieve this week? What am I going to try to achieve today? And, uh, I actually have this little, I don't know if you guys can see this, but it's called Get It Done Today. And, uh, and I write down my, my goals. I, I, I don't use my phone. I, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. But what I don't get done today, I prioritize. You know, I have like A priorities. And that, that means today can't end without me getting that A priority done. Hmm. Uh, and, and then I, I read. I'm, I'm not going to say I do that daily. It really turns out to be more weekly. It kind of is a running a running thing, but if something doesn't get done today, it may become an A priority tomorrow. You know, as the week get moves along, this has to be done. You know, these huddle leaders, these donors, that type of stuff, things that come out of work block. So this is, you know, and if I have a good week, I may fill this up and use two of these in a week. But uh, yeah, it really is, it keeps me on task. It keeps me from uh, missing deadlines, but more importantly, nothing falls through the cracks, you know, that, uh, that could be important, you know, and that's, that, that works for me. That's great. I like daily goals. And the second part that you mentioned there, which I think is, is critically important, whether it's daily or weekly, is prioritization. Um, uh, uh, is it Covey? I can't remember who has the, 
uh, important and urgent, and not important and not urgent. I forget the, the four quadrants that are there, but are we spending our time on those things that are most important and most urgent? And it's okay to reprioritize, right? As things come in and slot things around. So that's a, that's a good word there. Who else? And what's interesting is I look at the attendees who are here with us live this morning. There's a bunch of different roles. We've got everything from uh, from state directors to reps to those that are in our uh, our lacrosse ministry, right, which has some different administrative aspects to it um, across the board area directors. So, so as you take a look at your role, um, what are the, some of the things you guys face around distractions and what do you do to guard against it? I'll definitely speak up. So I'm relatively new and so I am in the lacrosse world. I do operations, which covers a multitude of things. And so I would say for me, what I'm trying to do right now is similar um, to what was just said about having priorities and what you need to do right away, but then not checking my email. Because if I do, then I always, always have new emails from parents. And if I start going down that rabbit trail, I'll end up just responding to all their emails rather than doing the first task that needs to be done. So right now I'm not looking at my emails. I'm trying to multitask task and listening and getting wisdom, but then also doing my number one priority thing for the day. Wow, there's two things in there that I have forgotten, um, but you brought back to me, Katie, and I thank you for that. Number one, um, when I first got a BlackBerry, for those of you who may remember what the BlackBerry is, uh, the first device that I'd email on, I had it set such that every time an email came through, it beeped or buzzed. I uh, probably didn't get as many then as I, as I did later in that career, but it, maybe as I do now, and I turned that off because I found that I had a tendency, I felt compelled to respond as soon as that came across, right? I felt like somehow uh, they, were, they were all of equal importance, and they're not, and that's okay to acknowledge that. So do you have, through Outlook, the thing that pops up in the bottom corner of your screen every time an email comes up or not? Uh, so I disabled all those features and try to be more intentional about going back and, and dedicating time, reading those emails, responding, and then getting back to the task. So that one's really good. And the second of which is the uh, really the fallacy that we could be more productive through multitasking. And that's just not the case. I think it's been proven time and time again uh, as we fracture our time versus staying focused on one task, getting it done, approaching the next with structure and the next, uh, that you're, you're more productive. So Katie, thanks for the reminder. On, on each of those. That's good. And Nathan, I'll look to you here for a second because this is, um, for me, for, for you and I that are in roles that support, right, that are horizontals uh, across the region, um, how do you stay prioritized when sometimes it's really about what are the priorities that others have that need us versus, you know, others that maybe sometimes are, if I can use the term, ill-defined in terms of what we would do otherwise. Does that make sense? It does, and I think that's a matter of obviously clarity of communication. Hmm. And for instance, as we set our our ninety day smart rocks, you know, have have we had a conversation with uh, with the person you're supervising or the the uh, that line of, of of organization that we've discussed what they are? We've put them in priority, just like our issues list. Have we put them in priority? Uh, most important being the first one that we tackle. So just, I think it's, it's knowing where you can group things, 
uh, how achieving one task could actually have a cascading effect on your other tasks, being able to do that. And so uh, just knowing those priorities and communicating them on a regular basis and then holding yourself and others accountable to it, I think are, are ways that we can help uh, make sure that we stay focused on task. Communication clarity, I really like that. And I think about that in two directions. One, for those of you that are directors and have teams, are you appropriately communicating what the priorities are um, and allowing folks to stay focused on those? Or might we be adding to the distraction for those teams as things come up? So that's number one. And two, um, for those of you, are you communicating clearly back to your supervisor as a part of that, what you're working on, what you're focused on? And sometimes it's in the form of a question. I've got two things competing. Which one ought I focus on uh, first uh, as a part of that and seeking guidance? So I think that communication clarity is, is very important. Others? I'll fill in. I don't see anybody coming off mute. Um, there was some, I've had the opportunity to get coached in some areas before, and one of which was I found that I had a gap around setting goals and measuring progress toward them. Because my tendency to get distracted easily, um, I needed to be very intentional about this. So I think I have a greater appreciation for what could be a box checking exercise in setting goals for the year, but rather really embracing that as an opportunity to say, what is important? Again, prayerfully, God, what do you want us focused on for the year? And then um, a way to stay focused on those is to track the progress you're making toward them. So not filing them away for annual review time, but rather taking a look at them. Again, we've talked a lot about 90 days, and that's what we're going to focus on here. How are we doing against those, those maybe it's the annual goal, but in a 90-day chunk? And how is the progress that I'm making toward that? And if I'm cruising along, well, then let's celebrate, right, and praise God for, for me. It's that I've been allowed to stay focused on it. Other things haven't distracted me. But if I'm not making progress toward it, to ask the hard question as to why that might be the case. Am I allowing myself to get distracted? Um, am I doing the things that I've talked about, quiet time, being prayerful about that during the day? Um, or have I let that discipline slip in some fashion? So um, I would encourage folks here, and as we work together as a Northeast region, as you work within your state and specifically in your areas, is take into those goals. And then the, the part that I want to encourage is, tracking the progress toward them. And as you track that progress, you have no choice but to, to take a look at that pause and remain focused. And hopefully that makes sense to the team here as well. Well, good. Any other thoughts that, that come from folks this morning here um, in this area? Yeah, I in terms of focusing it's funny because you said like you're extroverted and it, it's like i'm i'm partially i think by gifting i'm extroverted but i'm actually very much introverted hmm. so and it and it's odd when you know me to think that but people pretty much exhaust me uh, along and so i have to strategically plan all my meetings in a in a in a fashion that doesn't exhaust me mm. and I find that there's times where I've had two meetings and then I'm like drained and like out for the count and I never realized that until 
I had to do some self-reflecting about who I was and how I was. And so in order to focus the best at the highest quality, I have to be able to um, strategically strategize how I meet, when I meet, and who Mm -hmm. I meet in those times so that I can focus for the remainder of the week. Um, And and I'm still trying to figure out how to focus as well because we have many parts in in our ministry, depending on where you're at. So um, I'll say that about myself. Today, that's so good. Um, I'm smiling here. I know you're on the phone. I just, uh, I'm sitting here thinking about, um, you just described the, the need for rest, the need for pacing ourselves as a part of this. One of the coolest parts about this ministry is the fact that there is such a breadth of things that we can do, right? Um, it, like each day is new and it's, and it's fresh and who knows what the challenges of the day are. Um, but man, that can cause us to, to, to be running at 100% all the time. And, and that may be as simple as, I don't mean to minimize our meetings, but like you said, for those that are introverted, you get drained from interacting with people. You need that chance to recharge. So pacing yourself with who you're meeting with and maybe not having a board meeting followed by a major donor meeting, uh, followed by you know ministering to somebody who's going through a tough time, holy cow, uh, those can pile up on you there. Um, and then you led me to think about rest really just in the physical sense of making sure that we're getting um, an adequate amount of sleep. And I'll share with you anecdotally, um, the, our, the school district for our children just changed start times. So the high schoolers and middle schoolers aren't starting school until I think 8.30 or 8.45 now. Um, and they recognized that they need more sleep in order to stay focused. So if I picture myself in a room full of sixth or seventh graders, trying to keep them focused on the best day uh, can be a challenge. And then those that may be sleep deprived is a part of that, you know, then all bets are off. When I think about what we're doing here, um, a few of us are slightly past middle school and high school. Um, no, I've got at least one smile, Dan smiling too, thank you. Uh, so we're a little far past, but what we're not past is the need for, for rest. And I, uh, you know, I, I look at some people that can do four or five hours a night and stay focused, at least they appear to, uh, and really crush it the next day. If you saw me, maybe at camp, after four or five hours of sleep, that next day, especially a few in a row, uh, is a real challenge for me. So Shanae, I know you didn't go there um, all the way on that, but that led me to thinking about rest, pace, uh, and the impacts that positively that can have on your focus and, and guarding against distraction as a part of that. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I didn't go there, but there's, all of that is part into why we can't focus. So either working out, eating, eating. So mm. I think about the kids that we go, like the ones in, in Syracuse. <laughs> A lot of the kids can't focus because they didn't sleep, because they didn't eat, because they didn't have healthy movement. And mm. we wonder why we're not getting the sharpest part of them or ourselves rather, because we're beating ourselves up too. So as many components to focus in rather than you know, not only just a checklist, but even how we're existing within the checklist. All right. Wow, I just wrote some stuff down here, Sinead. I'm just, I'm really thankful. Always thankful you're on, and particularly thankful that you're sharing this morning, because this is really speaking to me uh, as we have this discussion here. So I have a couple things that I'll close on, but want to give the opportunity for any other closing thoughts that, that folks may have. The, the only other thing that I have to add, um, you, I hope y'all can hear me. My throat yeah. is 
pretty good and I'm in the car. But, um, you know, where we're at in Portland is a lot of just getting ministry started right now. We have four huddles getting started. You know, there's working on really extensively with one high school and there's just a lot of new stuff happening. Recently, I'm now over Kirsten. I'm supervising Kirsten. So that's added some changes to things. And I'm found, I found myself being pulled in a lot of different directions and not really knowing what to focus on and things like that. And so actually tomorrow, and I don't really have an answer to the distractions. I'm looking more for input here, but uh, we're meeting with two potential board members. And that was one of my hopes for board members was, hey, can you guys come on, help me focus, help strengthen me in areas that I'm weak in, let me be strong in the areas that I'm strong in. And so my hope, you know, in terms of eliminating distractions and being focused is using a board to help me do that. And I've never done anything like this before. So Margo's working with me on that and Brian Dench is working with me on that. And um, I'm hopeful that it's going to help on that distraction front though. All right, so what I heard, Aaron, was maybe the areas where we're weak is building your team around you where they may have strengths. Um, because otherwise, talking about distracting, focusing on things that you're not particularly good at, and I've got a, a long list of those, man, it's, I, I look for distractions at that point. Please tell me I don't have to continue doing this that I know is really hard for me. Uh, but building up that team around you in the form of volunteers and specifically, as you described, board members, man, that's a... That's another, uh, that's another great word there. So I got a ton of notes. I know I say this every time we do this, but I learn from you guys a ton on these calls, so I'm thankful that we have them uh, selfishly as well. All right, with that, I'm gonna close us here uh, in our time this morning as we're, I, I hear my, my, my next Zoom popping up here, um, but I'm gonna close us in prayer. And Lord, I, I thank you for each and every person on this call and those that are listening um, and on the podcast, Lord, just thank you for the experience that you've given them and the unique gifting, Father, you've provided to them that we can learn from one another. And Father, I'm just struck by uh, Shanae's words, a uh, healthy movement, Lord. Uh, may we each be treating our bodies through nutrition in the best way that we can, Lord, that we're exercising ourselves um, in order to to, to, to do what's, what's great for our bodies, to give us that benefit, Lord. And may we also be spiritually exercising ourselves, Lord, through quiet time and otherwise. And then, as it says in Mark 135, and in the morning rising up, a great while before the day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So Lord, I pray that each morning we'd set our eyes on you, that we'd ask you to prioritize our day, Father, that we'd ask you to limit the distractions, and allow us to zero in on what you know needs to be done, that we may, that you may do that through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right.